Hello, everyone. It's Mark again. We're at a part in the series where um, Will is excited about the future and and um, what the future holds for him and his family and and uh, the journey that he's on uh, with this experience and what he what he's most uh, excited about and look uh, looks forward to. It, it is an exciting time for him in his life and, and is very. Um, cool to actually record uh, his excitement so i hope you enjoy here it is i can't even imagine what like my daughter's gonna be like how is she gonna like music mm-hmm. is she gonna am i gonna have to am i gonna teach her some stuff about <laughs> music production like that's like like i think i think about that and it gets me excited i'm like man i have an opportunity to get her interested in this and if she really appreciates it i can show her because i know like I can show her all the techniques that I've been learning over the years, mm-hmm. and I can show her if she's interested in it. I can show her. Like I really hope she's interested in music. Well, th- that's the thing is she's gonna have that natural. That's gonna come to her naturally, though. Mm-hmm. It- it's just no way it cannot. Mm-hmm. Like my parents love music, and I love music. Right. You know. So it- it's one of those things that she's gonna have. She's gonna have the love and fascination for music. It is if she's gonna take your ability to do that, right? Mm-hmm. Like uh, was it Kobe Bryant has five kids. Mm-hmm. But Gianna mm-hmm. connected to basketball like he did. Right. Yeah. Out of all the five kids, that one connected to me basketball like he did. Mm-hmm. And she may be that one. Right. You know, or your second child might be that one. Mm-hmm. You don't know. Right. Or both could be that. Like, look at Will Smith's kids. Yeah. They're all creative. Like, they're super creative, creative. And they're all into music. Right. But both their parents are creatives. True. Old, if you notice, the oldest child isn't. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. He has, he has from his previous wife. Oh. The oldest child is not as creative as the two younger ones, because mm-hmm. the two younger ones, they, J, those are J, Jada's kids. Mm-hmm. The, the his first child um, was very athletic, right? And he played football, but mm-hmm. now he's not playing football. Now he just kind of mm-hmm. hangs out. Yeah, mm-hmm. Will and Jada are both very high in openness, right? On the personality trait scale, right? Um, not I, that his kid, the oldest, isn't. It's right. just that. He didn't pick up like Jada and mm-hmm. Willow did, right? Mm-hmm. Jada and Willow are very out there. Right. Well, you I know? just think of how my, my, my brothers and sisters are. Mm-hmm. Like, I think about the differences in us, and I'm like, wow, there's, like, a lot of differences. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, I yeah. think about my older brother, and I'm completely different than my brother. But I'm, right. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a lot like my brother in some mm-hmm. senses, but we're completely different. Right. We are completely different. Right. And I can say the same thing about my sisters. My sisters also are very, very different. Very, right. Very, very different. Yeah, my brother and I... Two different people, you know, well, two different So people. there's like range. Mm-hmm. There's range in what my children are going to be like. Right. There's going to be a range of what they're going to act like. There may be traits that they get from me. There may be traits that they get from Sam. Mm-hmm. Or there may be traits that get from, from their grandparents or their great grandparents. Well, they're going to, they're going to, they're like little sponges. They're going to pick up everything. And the mm-hmm. thing is, is the, a lot of parents, you know, um, which I wish my parents had all the resources that you're able to have with you, you know, you raising your child. Cause our parents didn't have social media. They didn't have, all they had was Dr. Spock, you know, the guy that wrote <laughs> right. the book. Right. And, um, you know, I think where we thought what produced trauma in children, like my mom had to work, mm-hmm. you know, she wanted to work. My dad wanted her to stay home. Mm-hmm. He was okay with that. Right. But, they they don't know how that impacts the child. Mm-hmm. Like when my mother left to go take care of um, 
some property she owned in St. Louis with my father. Mm-hmm. I was just born. I was only, what, six, maybe eight weeks old. Mm-hmm. And she left me with my grandmother. Mm. So that impacted me in some mm-hmm. kind of way. Right. And I think every decision that you make as it relates to your child mm-hmm. is going to impress, is going to um, press upon them something that they don't understand or, mm-hmm. or, or uh, can control. Right. You know, like Sam and when we were talking to Sam a few minutes ago, she was saying how the doctor's going to remove, if, you, if they have COVID, they're going to remove the child from the mother right. for four days. Well, it's a known fact that children need to connect with their mother immediately. Mm-hmm. Four days is too long. If an hour is too long, right? Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's definitely um, a known fact that what you do or what you project, your child is going to take on, whether they're one years old mm-hmm. or whether they're 18 years old. They're definitely going to take your energy and that's going to impact and change their lives. And that's what scares me the most. Mm-hmm. Because I'm going to be faced with some really tough decisions. Right. In just our everyday. Then I know they're going to have a massive effect on the kid. Right. They're going to have a massive effect on the kid. So r- having read that book, it mm-hmm. went into this a lot. Like mm-hmm. it, it talked about it a lot. Um, one of the things I remember it mentioning was um, the fact that you know, I mean, it seems kind of intuitive, but like, I, I guess I really hadn't thought about it until I read the book, but the children are so dependent on the parents mm-hmm. and when they come out, they're basically, you know, they get attached to the mother, obviously for, for just sustenance reasons, like, you know, attaching to the mother, but the father also has to be in the picture in and around the babies just so the baby can get used to the father and also form that connection. So like if you're away from the baby a couple days, um, the baby may act kind of cold towards you. Mm-hmm. And I experienced this with a couple of my nieces. Mm-hmm. I would come in and I wanted to hold my niece. And as soon as I pick up, as soon as I hold them, they start crying mm-hmm. because they don't know me. Right. They don't know me. Mm-hmm. And you have to kind of keep holding them and like expose yourself to them a number of times before they'll be comfortable around you and they can form that connection. Right. And so like through me reading the book and like having gone through that experience with my niece mm-hmm. and now I kind of get it because I had an experience to kind of draw from. I think it's it's really hard if I would have read this book as a younger man, I probably wouldn't have been able to connect with it so much. But be, just from thinking back and reflecting on my own life and, you know, because I've been, I've lived on this earth now, I guess, 34 years now. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I have a little bit of reserves of memories that I can actually recall that I can, you know, tap into when I'm reading this kind of stuff and say, yeah, that's kind of, that was validated by an experience I had, you know, with my niece. So it's like pretty cool. But um, yeah, the book went into that a lot and it's really opened my eyes to, okay, I need to be making sure that in order for me to maintain that connection with, with my child, I need to make sure that I'm there. Well, I need to make sure that I'm there all the time. Right. So much, but see, here's the thing. And I think people get wrapped up in certain things. It's, it's not so much about, um, the child, you, you, you worry what you put out and project toward the child because the child's going to gravitate and take that and run with it, whether it's negative or positive, right? So you're not going to put that energy out that that's, that's uh, constantly negative. You're going to mm-hmm. have a positive, but you have a dose of reality mm-hmm. right, as the best way to put it. They're going to have a dose of reality that, hey, this is not going the way it's supposed to go. Right. And the kid has to see that or else they're not going to be able to function in society. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but the flip side of that is, you have your own life 
right? Mm-hmm. You have your own life of things that you have to do. Mm-hmm. And I think where parents get it kind of mixed up or twisted mm-hmm. is you don't have the right to be selfish because mm-hmm. you can't because mm-hmm. you're raising a human being. Right. Right. And I think a lot of kids, especially in our generation, and, and is that some parents have then neglected their child because of the life they wanted to live. And they became selfish instantly. Now I have a kid. Now I got to do this. And I got to do that. But I want to do this. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas if you prepare yourself such as you guys have, you won't have to, to kind of deal with that issue because you already know that you have to take a step back and certain things that you wanted to do because you were having a child. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think I'm thinking about my childhood, how my mom was so hard pressed to have career. Mm-hmm. There was there's some instances that maybe she was selfish in that, mm-hmm. right? Even though she tried her best, mm-hmm. and my dad tried his best mm-hmm. to be at every football game or or to help with homework, they still had to get up at six or seven o'clock in the morning to go to work, right? Right. And then when they got home, because they were they were professionals, um, they didn't have some of the time, mm-hmm. you know, after work, right? Um, sometimes they made a point. My mom said that she's always made a point that we want to make sure you guys were socially accepted. Mm. That's why we went camping. That's why we went mm-hmm. to summer school. That's why we went to camp. Uh, camp. Mm-hmm. That's why we had a piano lessons. Like she always had things going and spinning, right. so she could focus on her career and have us preoccupied mm-hmm. with something to do. Mm-hmm. Not saying that she didn't love us or spend that quality time. I think she did do that when she could. Mm-hmm. But you know, you have to. You have to live your life. Mm-hmm. And then you have to also be smart enough and, and structured enough to know when to turn your life on, to turn your kids' support on right. is the best way to say it. Yeah. Because I think people tend to, um, adults tend to lose sight of that. And that's mm-hmm. why you have all these kids that are kind of messed up. Because, yeah. and, and then people, but then the case, but there's cases where the kid, the, the child is raising a child, like some people that had babies too early mm-hmm. and it's obvious they're still trying to live. Yeah. Like they're trying to mature themselves. Right. They're trying to, and that's where that comes from. Mm-hmm. But you guys are mature going into it. Right. Mm-hmm. So you guys don't have those inadequacies. You don't mm-hmm. because you're, you're already adulting. Mm-hmm. You're not trying to make up for lost time. Right. You're not trying to get in the club. Mm-hmm. Right. You're not trying to, um, uh, career wise, you may be trying to move up the ladder. That's different, mm-hmm. but you're not trying to, reinvent yourself like people do when they go through these transitions Mm. like you're satisfied where you are right you're not trying to get more um this is part of you being satisfied is having a child Mm -hmm. it's not like you're saying okay uh i need to get the grammy right right you're not thinking like that like Mm -hmm. because if you're trying to get the grammy you can't you ain't got time for a kid right right? you got other things you got to do right right that not that you can't have a kid and have a grammy Mm -hmm. this is that i hope one day i'll have a grammy yeah you will have one (laughs) but at the same time i'm realistic and i'm like okay it can't be like my main it can't be my number one priority right you have to know how to. it's way lower on my priority list now right 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 but it's not that you might not get there but your kid may Mm-hmm. You know, you you may set them up to be that person, mm-hmm. but the thing about it is, I think, um, um, what I mean by selfishness, you could see the impact that it's had on just people that we walk that we deal with daily, mm-hmm. like how their parents impacted their lives. You can oh, yeah. see it. Yeah, you can definitely see it. Mm-hmm. And um, and, and it's it's interesting to see that because I know I'm a product of that. Mm-hmm. I'm a product of whatever my parents went through. Mm-hmm. I'm a product of it. 
Yeah. You know, I mean, I think there, it, I go back and forth on this too because, Is this mine? like, yeah, that was yours. Um, it's funny because, like, I believe that there, to a certain extent, like, yeah, we are who we are because of a lot of like what where our pasts were. But like, you know, none of us can decide who what kind of family we're born into, right? And like, who our parents are, who our brothers are, and our sisters. And so it's like there's a certain amount of just randomness to this life that we live. And like, yeah, at a certain point, I a long time ago kind of I don't know what I did. Like I just thought about it and I was like, I'm gonna, you know, be my own person. I wanna okay. like become somebody. And I just kind of took my life into my own hands. I don't know how else to describe it, but that's just like the feeling I got. Like I'm gonna decide what my life's gonna be like. And I'm not just gonna let things like circumstance or something like dictate like what my life is gonna be. And it happened for me early in my life. I was, well, I wasn't fortunate to like have a traumatic experience, but I went through a traumatic experience and I just happened to come out on the other side a little bit stronger. Right, because you could have went totally left. I could have went totally left. Right. I could have I could have led a life of just drug abuse and mm -hmm. alcoholism and, you know, who knows what else. Right. Like that very easily could have happened. Right. Right. Very easily. And and I've seen it firsthand in, in my upbringing too because my brother went totally left, right? right? He had the best of everything, right? Mm -hmm. In his life, he, great parents, mm -hmm. had great opportunities. We had the same type of opportunities. Mm -hmm. And he chose to go a different path. And um you know, I think you're going to reach a point in your life where you're going to make that decision. Your parents have raised you as much as far as they could go. Right. And it's up to you to take the gauntlet and run with the, and run yep. with it. Yeah. And, and some people can get there mm -hmm. and run and some people get there and freak out, you know, and it's like they're codependent or they, mm -hmm. it's your fault on this way or, you know, this go on this dark Road. I know mm -hmm. some people. I won't mention any names, but I know some people who who blame everything on their on their parents or in their circumstances. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe it wasn't even their parents. Maybe it was just the circumstances they were born into, and they just mm -hmm. blame everything on these circumstances. And it's mm -hmm. like at a certain point, you kind of have to just take some responsibility and say, "Okay, yeah, I got dealt a shitty ass hand, mm -hmm. uh, but I'm gonna make the best of it, and I'm gonna change my stars, or I'm gonna change my life, I'm gonna change my future path. I I have some control. Mm -hmm. Like there's a lot of things in this world that you do not, you just simply don't have any control over, and you just kind of gotta like, you know, take that for what it is, accept that, but then also control the things you can control. Right, and it's that self motivation. I call it gumption. You gotta have mm -hmm. the gumption to get off and make it happen. Gumption, I like that. Yeah, and it's like. My parents have always been hardworking people, and I'm a product of that because I'm a hardworking person myself. Well, everyone, I hope you enjoyed that. Um, as you can see, Will and I were, were uh, actually entering into a part of the conversation where we talked about uh, we got from our parents and, and how we were able to navigate that information they gave us through our day-to-day -day and, 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 you know, our worth ethics and, and how we move. The, the next part coming up is the last part of interview one. Again, I think as you listen to it, you can see where we were going with this and, and talked about so many different things that impacted our lives and, and how we become who we are and, and where, where Will is going on his journey. Well, we really appreciate you guys for listening to our podcast. We know you have other podcasts that you can listen to. Thank you for, for taking the time to, to listen. You can reach us at superpersonalpodcast at gmail.com, uh, Instagram, superpersonalpodcast, Twitter, superpersonalpc. 
Thanks, everyone. Good night.